Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 620, the one where I get run over by a wheat crusher repeatedly. I'm Chris Privetier here bringing you the week's RPG events and news, as well as a bunch of deaths in Elden Ring live here at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Thanks for, follow- for watching and following. Who else is here? Somebody distract me from my deaths. Kelly? Um, Chris, you might want to dodge the wheat thresher. Okay. Just some Thanks. pro tips. No, I, I appreciate that. I can't even figure out how to go to slide down the... Oh, figured it out. I know how to slide down ladders now. That's the important thing. <laughs> <laughs> but if you climb up the ladder, do you get a song? Um, what? I was referencing... What is that a reference to? Uh, Snake Eater. Oh. <gasps> So yeah, I didn't realize. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't realize that that wheat thresher was controlled by somebody. I thought oh, it was, was a dude. A yeah, it's death dude trap. There. <gasps> I've got a shield. Oh, I was hiding, and he still killed me. That, that was hilarious. Seeing your ghost just like run into it, like he was gonna kiss it. <laughs> what makes you think that was my ghost just running into the wheat thresher? Also, that that's a dick move there. Like it, you were hiding and it managed to hit you. It should yeah. be able to hit you there. Yeah, let's go do it again. <laughs> yeah, the the wheels on it are uh, slightly longer than apparently the hallway. Yeah, it's it's the hitbox. It's got a weird hitbox. It seems. Um, and uh, this is Robert the Mighty Tam. Uh, oh, helping hi. with the play by play. The play by play of the. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. We need it today. Uh, oh, right. So we have Robert Tam, Robert Albright, Robert Fulbright, Robert Dodd. That one dude. I pressed a button and nothing happened. <laughs> Chris is just going to be just, very distracted. I know today. where I need to go now, though. And just like right, right, right into it, Chris. Good right job. So right ne- next it. time we see that ghost, that is me running up to kiss it. Um. <laughs> Also here, Josh Carpenter. Hey there. How's how how's Scotty? Uh, I don't know where he is, and that's never a good thing. That's what I like to hear. I'm always plotting my doom. I'm sure. All right, I'm gonna get back to dying. What's going on? Who's been playing games? Um, Kelly's been I'm playing a- lots of games. Yeah, so I I finished Pokemon Legends on Sunday. I I caught them all. Literally, I caught them all. Um, the last fight with Arceus is total bullshit. Um, he can like hit, uh, I don't even know how to describe that boss fight. It's like, unless you, it's basically the Dark Souls of Pokemon, because you have to have frame perfect dodging to be able to do that fight. Um, luckily they let you continue from a certain point in the boss's health bar if you die. And thank God for that mechanic, because I don't think I would have been able to to get the true ending otherwise. Oh, okay. So is that the, just the ending of the game or is that like post game true ending stuff? Yeah. It's like post game true ending stuff. If you, uh, get finished the Pokedex up till that point, then you go get into a boss fight with Arceus and he joins you because you're just such a good Pokemon master, I guess. Gotcha. I 
it, it always amuses me when, you know, 10-year-olds have literal Pokemon gods on their side. Uh, and then I kind of went into the little while trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And then I remembered, oh, oh, yeah, triangle strategy. Josh said that I would really like this. And I booted it up and played the demo over the course of a couple of days. And, yeah, it's like... Fire Emblem and Final Fantasy Tactics got together and made the most beautiful strategy RPG baby to ever exist. <laughs> it's so... I, I just absolutely adored it. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you were right. That demo is setting up a lot of political stuff. Uh-huh. It's the uh, first three chapters of the game. It should be setting up things. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's beefy. It's not like you blow through it in like a, you know, like an hour or something like it, it took me like three or four hours to get through. So, yeah, because uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I you're spending a lot more time watching cutscenes than you are actually fighting. Mm -hmm. But I sort of appreciate that that means that the fights seem meaningful when they do happen. Yeah. But then if, if you're also craving, craving fights, you can go into the tavern and get into the mock battles, too which was kind of nice. Um, I don't I, know if you did any of those. I, I did a couple of them once that opened up, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't want to go too crazy because um, I think the level cap in the demo is like level five, and I didn't want to hit that and, um, you know, potentially waste experience when I actually get the game proper. Exactly. Um, and it seemed me and you both went the route of the desert town first. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how we both made that decision, but yeah, we both did. Um, because my wife wanted to go there, and happy wife equals happy life. Oh, there you go. It was the exact same reason. Because <laughs> 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 the other choice was your wife's home region, and all of her family were jerks to her. So I'm like, let's go somewhere else. And then that turned into a mistake, so... Yeah, yeah, I'm curious what's going to be going on with her and the proper game, because, man, she's she's got issues. Oh, yeah. And it sounds like none of them are her fault. It's people just around her treating her terrible. It, it's and, a it's an interesting setup, isn't it? I, <laughs> I'm digging it. I'm I'm so excited for that game to come out next week. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, I'm so glad next week too. That way, I can get out of this funk because yeah, she is a badass mage. Mm -hmm. Um, I I appreciate and I appreciate that you don't uh, get an MP starved in this battle system either. Yeah, yeah, I really like that too. the The system they set up where you just have like three action points, and then most of your magic takes up two action points, and then you get one action point back every single turn that you go. Mm -hmm. So you know, like if you just keep using the magic, then you'll have to like a turn where you have to like sit and not do anything with that. At least not not any magic. Yeah, because. Um... I know in the tactics games, like once you run out of MP, unless you've got a whole bunch of others, which are expensive, you were pretty much screwed. Yeah. Um, did you manage to recruit the guy that had the ice magic afterwards? Uh, yeah, I think it did. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cause I ended up with him too. I, th I think I just kind of said whatever would make him happy so that he would c come along because I liked his ice magic. And I'm when the game proper comes out, I'm curious how the uh, area effects are going to really take place because I, I I kept icing the floor and then accidentally melting it. And they gave me a warning. It's like, yeah, if you do an electric attack with this, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, it's kind of a 
I can't remember what other game. There have been some other tactical games that have done that, where, you know, like if you're standing in water, then you can use electricity and electrocute all the enemies that are in the water, too. I know yeah. I've seen that in a few games, but like, yeah, they're adapting that into this as well. I've only seen it in action games thus far. I don't think I've seen it in a tactics game, or if it has been in a tactics game, I haven't played it yet. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that, that, I mean, even though it took me a couple of days to get through all those three chapters, it was like, when it ended, it's like, oh, already? <laughs> I am so ready for this game. Yeah, we don't have to wait too long. Yeah. Um, and then, kind of going out of order here, while I was waiting for Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster to come out, my hacked 3DS came in the mail, finally, and oh. I spent pretty much all week just kind of ripping stuff to the SD card in it um, with the idea that I'm pretty much going to make everything digital that I have so that I don't have to, you know, take my expensive, soon-to-be expensive physical cards out of the house anymore. Because, um, you know, the physical games have already shot up because of the eShop closing. Yep. Um they did just to say I love having a, ha- a hacked 3DS because um, our my podcast partner in crime Matt Mason hooked me up with uh, some fan translated Dragon Quest games that I can't wait to play. Yeah. Um, I I sort of started Rocket Slime three, but I didn't get very far into that. Um, I don't really don't know how much else to go into the hacked 3DS. Uh, other than yeah <laughs> i want to hear more about rocket slime 3 if it's any different from the one we got but other than that um yeah, i don't know the one uh, the one we got uh was number two which had tanks number three has ships at the ocean yeah okay and i haven't gotten into any ship battles yet but i don't i like barely scratched the surface of the game i'm just kind of running running around um pu- putting stuff into carts knowing that I'm going to need that stuff later. And um, as always, the little rocket slime character who, who I named Rocky, because I don't think he he comes with the name of this one. Uh, He's just as cute as ever. And I will have to get get more into that later. Cause um, right as I started that, I forgot, Oh yeah. Final fantasy six pixel remaster can comes came out and I purchased it, purchased it for my tablet and whip out my S pen to go control it. And it's like, Oh, this isn't S pen compatible. <laughs> square pulled a square. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I think that's more of an Android issue because, you know, unlike, cause you said that you played five with the Apple pencil, right? Well, there's only one iPhone model or like a couple of iphone models and you only have one apple pencil samsung or not samsung android runs on samsung phones lg phones um i think motorola phones so it makes optimization almost impossible so i think that's why they didn't even bother with uh, pen support because so many different of the phone models have different pens mm-hmm. um that's kind of, it's I'm, kind of frustrating it's sad going, that it, it isn't just universal Exactly. Well, it's like also Apple. compounded that decision not to have any controller support on it either. Oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Square. What are you doing? Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I would think that they would at least try to support the Samsung model since you know that's kind of the most common model of Android phone. That's what most people get. But who knows? Uh, yeah, uh, I guess that's is it still Kelly. the most common. 
I would think so. Right. I mean, if someone knows otherwise, they can I don't really know. Uh, leave a comment on the show. But everybody... I, 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 I don't know. get the Samsung runs. I get the ones that you can drive over with a car. Ooh, <laughs> who makes those? Um, They're usually the ones that are built to military grade. See, I thought that was just cases. No, no, I actually have a phone that is... Oh. <laughs> Bangs it on the table. Smash. Oops. Guess it wasn't as good as I thought. Yeah. Oh, I did start. Uh, whoops! I started the camera. Literally. <laughs> started the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I've I get the ones you know you can throw at a car. You can like throw it at a wall. You can. Why would you throw it at a car? Um. Who's doing can, this with know, their phone? Put... You can put in a you know a cup of water. You can take it in the shower. You know, I I get the really beefy phones because I have a I I'm a bit of a butterfingers as we found out with my Vita last year. <laughs> What'd you do or to your year Vita? Before. I don't remember. I dropped it on the tile floor of the bathroom at work Oops. and broke the and screen. Broke and not the outside screen, but the inside screen. Oh no! Oh, no. That's a OLED. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so, so yeah. So I ended. So uh, I did. I replaced that last year with the tax return. Still, still have that one. Although it has a, it was used and has a burn, uh, partially burned image on the screen. Cool. It's a little distracting, but not that bad. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm a bit of the butterfinger, so I get hardy equipment because I know this about myself. Yeah, and my. I you're reminding me that yeah my sister usually gets my nephew my nephew uh the military grade phones for the exact same reason because he is really hard on elect on electronics. Um so yeah, so I, I right now I'm just dealing with the tap controls, the tap to go somewhere, yeah. which gets a little annoying when you do have to deal with like stairs because you have to tap the tile just to the diagonal to get to get the characters to work on stairs mm-hmm. and, and like i had some problems in five where there were like stairs going up and then there was like um you know like bridges or portions of it above and you'd like click and you couldn't get it to click on the no i want it on the stairs not on the not on the part going over the stairs mm-hmm. <laughs> it can be a little finicky but it's definitely preferable to the you know the uh digital d-pad yeah um i mean i I've had situations where I've had to swap and mm-hmm. it's it's not optimal, but I'm dealing with it. And I'm I'm dealing with this version because my God, the game is beautiful and the music has sounded better than the soundtrack has ever sounded. And I've played a ton of versions of this game. It is. It looks great and it sounds great, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, like like I was running around in Doma Castle last night and the flutes that kind of make the that are kind of make it sound like a samurai area actually sound like a samurai area in that in that spot in the game and so they put that song song... in final fantasy 14 in a Mm -hmm. couple expansions ago so i'm kind of curious to know if they use the same version of it in that you know i'll have to compare and contrast and i'm not sure if because my tablet's way over there and i don't feel like getting it but i'm not sure if i can even listen to the uh soundtrack because I know there's a big there, there is a beat built-in soundtrack listener. Okay, good. I've seen that. Good. Oh, uh, uh, which track I I missed which Doma. one was oh, up. Doma, Doma Castle. Castle. Ah, and, okay. Uh, 
and Kefka's theme sounds amazing. Um, it's like, uh, as soon as I heard the soundtrack, it's like, okay, I'm going to have to finish this game just because I want to hear how they handle Dancing Mad, which, you know, uh, like, what, a 19-minute long epic boss fight song? 11. Unheard of back in the day? Yeah. yeah um, uh-huh. Final Fantasy XIV did it in four different parts. What, Dancing Mad? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because it was part of that raid. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it had four different. Or- broke it into or- four parts that loop. Yeah. Yeah, and, I think that's uh, how it is in the actual game too. Yeah, I actually managed to get all four of the orchestra, uh, all four of those orchest- orchestrian roles. Yeah. I can crack <sighs> those now. But oh my god, I can't wait to get to some of the more uh, musical parts of this game just to hear the soundtrack. Um. I'm already probably going to cry like a bitch during the uh, opera. I can, well, I can tell you that right now. Well, I don't know if you've been seeing the discussion on Discord about the opera. Well, I saw the clip from the trailer that had it voiced a little. And I know that people were complaining about it because, of course, they are. That, you know, she doesn't sound like an opera singer. Well, of course, it's not because it's She's Celis not in that singer. scene. <laughs> so, um, you know, with with how crisp the soundtrack sounds i'm kind of glad that they have actual vocals and not the old oh, no, 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 from their original game i know it's just um for decades um they have been doing live performances of that and ha- and having had or have had professional like opera singers doing the song uh in various languages most notably of course italian um, across the world, so I think that's kind of why pe- some people may be a little upset about it. Because mm-hmm. um, I actually remember having a version of it around the time that I got off of uh, WinMX back in the day. I'm dating myself. Um, that actually had that opera version um, ripped out of the PlayStation copy of Final Fantasy VI, mm-hmm. where because that one of the FMVs you could unlock was the opera. <laughs> yeah, I never unlocked that FMV. And I don't know how I missed that. Um, I, have, I, I have no idea. I never unlocked it either. But well, well, I'll, I'll have to see. I'll, I'll probably give you guys an update of how I feel about that scene when I get, get to it. Are you, sure right it now. Um, are you sure that didn't come from the grand finale disc? Which was an arranged album for Final Fantasy VI? No, because um, um, the... PlayStation Final Fantasy VI had three FMVs that you can unlock. Yeah. On okay. on it, if you um back in the options screen, and one was like you know the opening that they played for the game. Yeah. Um, I forget what, and the other two I, I never really got far enough because those loading screens in that ver the that loading in that sucks. Ver- sucks. <laughs> that that is a very bad version. It's terrible. Go play the go play the GBA version. The only PlayStation play the one that went well was Final Fantasy IV. Yeah, uh, I'm, I had no issue with five, but that was because it was the only way again? to legally to play five. At five the time. had slowed down. Oh my god! Oh no, it did, but it, but you know we had nothing to compare it to. I so know. I, had... I played it too. <laughs> I had. No I leveled in the bottom of that castle with all the enemies slow down. It's like, oh my gosh, it took forever every fight, but I wanted those you're ability play, points. You're saying play play the GBA version. I couldn't stand the GBA version of six because the music sounded so bad. Yeah, all the GBA um, versions sound different because 
sound. Yeah, the GBA good. versions do not have good sound emulation. Uh, there are patches. There, out. there are. are people who, yeah. who have fixed that. Yeah. Um, uh, there's also um, if you get the 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 what's that called that pocket one that came out recently the, the FF, FPGA powered one the analog pocket that has like an improve the Game Boy sound mode to it as well. Oh. Yeah, that isn't that kind of the, in the same status as the Steam Deck though, where you have to get on a waiting list to get yeah, one they're of hard them. To get. Yeah, yep. um, I mean, crappy controls aside, th- thus far this has been the best version of this game. Um, because it's beautiful and the soundtrack is amazing. I just hate that it controls like utter crap. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's not like it's a twitchy game, so I'm dealing with the crappy controls. And I know I can tell that they've changed a little bit of it because like I did Serpent Trench last night and there were no branching points in the Serpent Trench. You just kinda go right through it. No, there there are left and right. I've watched someone go through that. They are. I must have just not did it then. Right. Um the indicators on screen are very, very short. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I must have just completely blinked and missed him then. Um, um, other kind of subtle changes, like they um, added signs to the uh, spirit forest so that you can't really get lost this time. It wasn't that big um, of an area. Oh my gosh. How are people getting lost in it? Because in the original version, it was kind of hard to see where you had to go. Yeah. Um, this is one of the changes that I noticed. You said uh, Cyan's oh. um, sword arts are different. Yeah, so instead of charging up a meter, you just pick them from menu. Which sounds and great, actually. Yeah, as much that, as I'm like, nice oh, they change. changed the mechanic. I'm like, I mean, yeah, I, I, that's good. I, li- I like. <laughs> so, um, my party in six at the end of the game is always usually four characters, depending on if I can get a particular rage for Gal. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is Sabin, Edgar, Cyan, and Gal. Because um, uh, even though Gal rages are so random, there's one particular enemy, uh, that, uh, which is those spider mechs mm-hmm. um, called IO, or at least it was called IO. I don't know what the name is now. Um, and it has an all-group of attack called red flare and it just rips through so many creatures when it happens um i've only i think i found like one or two creatures that can absorb it but other than that it's just it's absolutely a destroyer so see i always uh use stray cat because the stray cat has that one ability called cat scratch that is a guaranteed crit that will always do max damage and back in the day you stuck gal with the uh offering relic that gave him four attacks and then i I think you did do offering in gingy glove or something like that where he could get eight attacks in and then you piled on the uh, tempest sword on top of it that could do a wind attack and you could just turn Gal into a killing machine. Oh, Gal couldn't equip weapons. Um, there no, that was what it was. It was one relic that let him equip anything. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, the the build was called Wind God Gal, and it would kind of wreck things. But I also know in subsequent versions they had patched that out. But I'm not sure if they're gonna if they had patched it on this one or not. I will find out when I get that far. Um. 
right now I am I just finished Sabin's scenario because I always do his first because his takes the longest. Thank and you. I'm gonna be into Locke's scenario um next. Yeah, I saw you suplex the train. Yeah, I suplexed the train. Um, they got that right? Yep, they got that right. He uh, suplexes the train. Didn't they have to patch it to make that happen? I think so. There there, there was like an error in the pre-release uh, footage that they had in one of the trailers where it didn't quite look right and people freaked out and then they're like, don't worry, it's pre-release. We got it fixed. Uh, it, it basically, the train did not flip up upside down <gasps> when you would suplex it. Yeah. dare you? But yes, I, I suplex the train. I am sad uh, that you can't suplex the train in Final in Final Fantasy fourteen though. You can't. You can't. I mean, no, no classes. There's so the monk doesn't really have grappling moves, so it doesn't go well. But the fight itself is really fun. Um, but yeah, I'm. I will be continuing to play that. Um, I I want to. I, I want to get through the game one more time in, in this version just because it is such a beautiful version. Um, just dealing with the controls. I don't think there's going to be too many areas where the controls are going to be an issue. Like, I don't think there's any twitchy gameplay. I'll, I'll be curious to see how the end of the first part of the game with the timer does. Because mm. that's going to be kind of a pain. Because, yeah, that trying to get the character to go where you want them to go is a little bit of a pain. Yeah, but, yeah, the one section in five, that was kind of the one time with, with the timer where you had to get out of the castle and a, before the timer tricked down was the one time where you're kind of like, because uh, that one, at least in five, you were there were all kinds of chests to go and get uh, stuff out of while the, you know, like you got five minutes to get out of the castle. And there were just times where I was like, yeah, I'm just going to leave that chest. I'm just going to get out of here. Yeah. Um, luckily, when you get to that point, like the kind of the timer kind of doesn't matter anyway, because you still have to wait for Shadow. Um, I, I also realize I'm like spoiling the hell out of a 30 year old game at this point. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but more, uh, I, I will report on that more as I as I finish sections of the game. I, I did think it was funny that poor poor Josh was like, "Can you get a refund because of the Apple pencil or because of the S Pen thing?" Because man, that was the only way I got through five. <laughs> it certainly made it a lot easier to play. Just kind of like uh, on the tablet, you can just have it at a comfortable dis distance and then just kind of tap mm -hmm. on the screen with the pencil, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, unfortunately, I, what I'm probably going to have to do is just find me a, a squishy tip stylus. Yeah. Um, which isn't as ideal, but it's still better than, you know, my my chonky sausage fingers trying to touch stuff. Um, no, my issue is that when I lay down in the recliner with my tablet on my chest to play, all of the cats try to get in between me and the tablet. It's an it's an added difficulty for you. <laughs> yeah, so it, like especially Murray, who feels the need to like push his body and the tablet out of the way so that he can get it on my chest. And it's like, buddy. And then he gets extremely angry when I rest the tablet on him. <laughs> that, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, but um, it's, a, it's a beautiful game thus far. I'm glad it all. It almost makes me want to pick up Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remaster and play through that one again, just because I'm curious how how much different it is. 
Yeah. Um, I honestly didn't find it too too different. Um, I I honest I think the biggest changes were really all all the sound, of course. I mean, the mu- they have done such an amazing job with the soundtrack on all of these. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, I know we love to hate on Square for stuff these days, but and and I've got my gripes about the you know the mobile versions not having controller support, which irks the heck out of me. But like otherwise, I I do think that these are really you know solid versions of these games. A really good way to play them. Yeah, yeah they, they've. I mean, they've taken the time. Uh, I mean, every iteration of the game has seen gra- uh, you know graphical improvements. They have seen translation improvements. This one very obviously sound improvements. I mean, it is. they've really put a lot of work into this one um i really want to see the full opera scene whether or not i agree with the english singing or not i think that's going to be a a bit of a rough one for a lot of people you made it outside yay (laughs) i gave up on that side dungeon because i'm reading that (laughs) people come back and do that much later so i'm like you know what i like that plan (laughs) yeah that's a good plan um, oh, oh, one other bit of weirdness. You know how at the beginning of the game you're like tre- trekking through the snow and the mechs and the credits are rolling? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For some reason they took the credits out of that sequence, but they, you still have to trek through the snow and you can't skip that sequence. That's weird. Why would yeah. they take the credits out? Supposedly um, because none of the same people worked on this version. Oh, but they worked on the original one. But yeah, it, it's Just so fix it. weird. I mean, come on, guys. It's, such a weird decision it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna take the credits out then let me skip this but um i I forgot to mention that and yeah i mean my main gripe about these versions is that i just wish that they would put them on consoles because there's no reason not to have them on consoles they will and then they'll want you to buy them again and i I (laughs) probably probably will (laughs) um because I'm a sucker like that. I will probably, if they do a Switch version, I probably will buy that and play through it again. Um, no, th- no, despite me, they'll do a cloud version. Oh, God, don't, don't say that. Don't say yep, that. Cloud version. It's coming. <laughs> cloud version, all the things. Uh, talk Switch. about which... Which cloud is such a bad thing. <laughs> I, I have a terrible record for wishing on monkey's paws lately, monkey paws lately, because I wished for Futurama to come back the other day, and it did, but without Bender. That's what you get, Kelly. Yeah, and I know. ruined it for us. Weren't they, I know. Weren't they, like, in some weird contract negotiations for him? Yeah, they don't want to pay him what he's worth, and I don't blame him for walking because voice actors get paid like garbage, and arguably voice actors probably work harder than actors. But that that's another rant. I don't want to get into that. My my point bringing that up is that I have a ha- habit of wishing on monkey's paws for things. So if they do do cloud versions of the Pixel remasters, I'm sorry. Um. That's all I've played. I know that you've been doing a lot of Horizon, Josh. Yeah, I've been I've been pu- putting a lot more time into Horizon. I've gotten oh. I don't know, I'm like level 20 and I think the level cap is like 50, so I'm obviously a decent chunk of the way into it, although like the map is gigantic and I've not even kind of even gotten halfway across it. I was going to say tell tell me about uh Horizon card. Horizon. <laughs> like, yeah, now 
you know, like uh, uh, Yakuza had their their Mario Kart in their giant game last game. And now, like, is that just a thing that your open world game has to have a Mario Kart clone? So so you're wandering around through the desert and you come up to this place and these people are racing, uh, racing the giant machines. And they're like, hey, you want to join in if you want to get. If you want to want our help, you'll have to beat us in a race. And of course, it's it's a freaking Mario Kart race. It's like it, it's got its own little track. You've got weapons that you can fire against the other people. You don't kill them, of course. It just kind of like you know, kind of staggers them, just like Mario Kart. It's not as fast as Mario Kart because you're you're riding on the back of a a one of the machines in the game. But it's just like such a weird thing. And apparently it's like a whole chain of side quests because they're like they tell you like, oh, yeah, if you go way out west next to this lake, there's another one of these. And if you beat all of them there, you know, you get some, you know, garbage little thing. (laughs) Such a weird addition to this game feels odd, but whatever. I was asking Chris, like, is is there the kart racing in Elden Ring? I'm looking for it. I've been looking. I can't find it. I keep asking streamers, have you found the kart racing? No, they don't even acknowledge me. It's mean. (laughs) Wouldn't it be? I would. I I don't know. Given the look, would it be mine kart racing in that one? Hmm. I'll take it. What what would they be racing in 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 Elden Ring? Um, corpses probably. Corpses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> Man, I, I just now was scrolling Twitter and somebody had put a red carpet on their uh, driveway for the FedEx guy so that he knows he's special when he drops off Elden Ring. <laughs> That's dedication. It is. Totally. Otherwise, like, I don't know. Like, I'm of two minds about Horizon. Um because like the gameplay is like unique and different. I mean, a big part of what make sets Horizon apart is that like so many so many action games are just, you know, like they're focused on either you're either focused on like melee combat and there's like a whole spectrum of melee combat. Some of them are really, really fast paced. Some of them are very slow and plodding and thoughtful, but you know, like they're focused on melee combat or you've got the, the action games that are just based upon shooting stuff. And I I guess this kind of falls into the shooting one, but it's a very, you know, like slow and thoughtful sort of, sort of strategic gameplay where everything is about hiding and like looking at the enemies that you're going to fight and decide, you know, like figuring out the weak points on the enemies and figuring out how you're going to tackle each of these situations. So like the combat encounters are like really interesting and thoughtful. And there's usually a number of different ways you can go about it. Like if you want to, you can do it through stealth. You can stay in the high grass. You can set up traps. You can, you know, you're able to see where all the different uh, enemies are, what the paths they're going to take, set up the traps for them and, and, and plan all this stuff out. Or if you're like me and you kind of get you're, you're a little too lazy or, <laughs> you know, impatient to kind of sit there and do these sort of traps, you can like usually there's a uh, for a lot, a lot of the large encounters, you might be able to be like, OK, I can climb up that cliff over there, get on the top of the cliff where they they can't get to me and I can just start attacking them from up there. <laughs> like they they've 
accounted for some of that. Like pretty much every enemy in the game has some way of attacking you from a distance and, you know, slinging some nasty projectiles at you. But I'd much rather deal with that than when crap, when the crap hits the fan and you, you don't want to be anywhere near the, the, the monster, the uh, mechanical dinosaurs in a melee situation. Cause they just wreck you. <laughs> like last night i stumbled into that one with the uh the the velociraptor and oh yeah and it was just one of them yeah that was thankfully just one and the only the only reason i think i survived was that there were a bunch of uh ai npcs who were helping me i mean they weren't really doing any damage but they were at least distracting it so it wasn't just constantly focused on me otherwise i probably would have been dead Because this was one of these areas where there wasn't anywhere to really go. It's just kind of an open area and like, crap, there's nowhere to hide, nowhere to get up high away from this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like flailing around and slinging its uh, very deadly tail at me. So it's interesting. People, when the first game came out, were complaining it to Breath of the Wild. But when you talk about it, it sounds more like Monster Hunter. It is. It's. I. I think it's much closer to Monster Hunter than Breath of the Wild. I think the com- comparison to Breath of the Wild was just. You know, it, it came out within like two weeks of Breath of the Wild, so mm-hmm. that that thus the comparison was made. But yeah, it's much more reminiscent of Monster Hunter game, where so much of the game is about like. You know, part of that tactical aspect of it is if you're playing on even normal and above you in in terms of you don't just want to kill the enemy you want to like oh their tusks may be something that you can uh craft uh more weapons and armor and stuff out of so you want to be able to make sure that you take the tusks off before you kill the enemy because a lot of that stuff will just be destroyed if you just kill them Hmm. so that becomes a huge part of the a part of the uh, combat in the game the combat in the game is great. I, the story in this one isn't quite as compelling as the first, which, in fairness, I'm not sure how it could have been because the first one had that great hook. You know, the first one you start out um, staying away from spoilers. You know, you start out, you're, you're dumped into this kind of like Bronze Age society and there's mechanical dinosaurs running around and you just want to know, like, OK, how this is obviously Earth. How the heck did we get to here? You know, how did humanity end up in kind of going backwards in in society? But we have mechanical dinosaurs. So, you know, you're like, it's got this great hook to draw you in. You want to figure out what the heck happened. And the second game, you know, it's just a sequel. So it doesn't have that same hook. You've already found out what happened. And now it's just like, okay, well, we still got to save the world. And it's just not quite as... Great, you know, it's just not as good of a narrative hook as the first game. It, it's getting a bit more interesting the further in I get. Like, it is one of those where, like, oh, yeah, you got to play the first five hours or kind of, you know, from the story perspective anyway, or a slog. The gameplay is great, but the, the story perspective is just kind of like, ah, it's treading water, saving the world, whatever. And then finally, six, seven hours, like, okay, you finally start getting where the heck... The, you know, what what kind of holes you're going to fill in in the overall narrative. Uh, it, it is an interesting vision of, you know, like this reborn human society, all of the different tribes that you come across, they are all very unique and have a different, you know, have a very different take and feel to them. But I, it, 
Yeah, it, it's just not the narrative stuff isn't quite grabbing me as much, but the combat is like really interesting and fun and carries it along. Okay. And considering how much you like Monster Hunter, you would probably really dig the combat, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of the series that I've been curious about. Um, just need time to play it like everything else. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's one of those, <sighs> like, you gotta... And once again, you know, like, they, they released this game, whenever it was, five years ago, and Breath of the Wild came out two weeks later, and this one they released, and then, you know, a couple weeks later, Elden Ring comes out, and mm. they they got timing at Gorilla, don't they? Yeah. Poor things. <laughs> that being said, are you going to have it wrapped up by the time Triangle Strategy? Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, oh, you're just going to double. Don't I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. I, yeah, I'm that's... hoping it doesn't fall by the wayside because I'm really hyped for Triangle Strategy. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the nice thing about stuff on Switch is that you can have one game going on PS5 and one game going on Switch and just kind of figure out what kind of mood you're in. Exactly. Th- those are very different games. Mm. <laughs> Scratching very different itches. <laughs> and want some roast uh... pig? It is roasted a pig. Have you have you played anything other than Elden Ring, Chris? Yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, tons of it until Thursday hip happened, and people started streaming Elden Ring, and I started seeing that. And I'm like, oh, oh, I might finally play something other than fourteen. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you now, just walked right by a deer. Hold on, I have to kill this thing. Come on, get over here. I gotta say, what did that tumbleweed ever do to you? It's got a weapon art. And oh. I missed it. Damn it. Pam. So, Tam, you seem to be guesting today. Have you played anything interesting this week? Um, I actually have been taking a break from Final Fantasy XIV um, just because my time allotment has been really weird the last two weeks between uh, weather and tech issues and all that. So, um. I've, I've been I was in a little bit of funk because I was waiting for Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster, mm-hmm. um, and since I'm doing Parasite Eve for uh, you know here on on our Twitch channel, um, and I'm almost at the end of it, but then this week again I've had tech issues, kids been off because of snow and whatnot. Um, I was like, I want something quick I can kind of just jump into, so I played a lot of Dynasty Warriors Eight, mm. <laughs> and I mean a lot. Uh, a be- lot. I've a lot. I've beat. I've gone through all of Shu's story on on beginner um both the historical route and the hypothetical route and then i've also gone through all of the Wu storyline both the hypothetical route and the uh historical route and i've also done i have all the dlc for it so i've also done some of the joke weapons so i was going around beating people with giant hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> So um, I, I I don't know what it is about Dynasty Warriors Eight. I, I love it. Um, I, I it's it's a great move. So um, I I did play I did play at least a little bit of Final Fantasy VI uh, Pixel Remaster. I got um, I was very you know as we've discussed the music just oh my god that is so good because um, I was uh, I got through uh, the first boss in the game and then. I got to the first save point right after that kind of stopped because I had to go to work. Um, but, and, and then uh tax return came in. So I've been, we've been trying to, you know, grocery shop and all that. So, but 
Yeah, no, I can't. I can't wait to play more of it. And um, and I did play a little bit of Final Fantasy fourteen last night. I was helping a, a streamer friend of mine who was doing the uh, Warring Triad in Final Fantasy fourteen last night. So, and yes, it is that Warring Triad. So it kind of fit in with Final Fantasy six PR this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, so, I I need to get caught up in fourteen. Well. When 6.1 hits, I will be willing to slug around with everybody. Um, my main issue is story stuff. Uh, I need, I like just dip my toe into uh, Shadowbringers, and I just need to f- follow through all the way to Endwalker. Just well, once again, time. Hey, if, again, when 6.1 hits, if people need someone to slug around with in dungeons, I will always be more than down to help if I'm available. Yeah. So, um, other than that, I've, I I want to say there was like one other thing I played this week. Oh, um, no, but I can't. It's not popping. I'm playing some Soda Dungeon two on my phone. I mean, it's it's just been a slow week for me just because of all the weirdness in in the in my local real world. But <laughs> between because I, I like. As I said, we had a snow day um, on Wednesday, on uh, Thursday. On Wednesday, before it snowed, it was like 60 degrees during the day. Mm-hmm. We dropped to like 15 degrees that night. I mean, it, just weird. Yeah. 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 Monday was like that here because um, Vaughn and I went to go get groceries. And it was nice enough that I brought my light jacket. And then by the time we got all checked out and we're walking out, it was like the wind chill just dropped like 20 degrees after the sun went down. And then the rest of the week, it's been like below 20. And, you know, once again, I have no idea why I get sinus headaches so bad. Couldn't be because it goes from 60 to 20 in one night. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. it's been crazy this week for us too. Yeah, so, but the, the, other than those, I uh, haven't really played played too much. Um, I, again, j- just pr- a lot. A lot of it's just been Dynasty Warriors. 8. I love the Dynasty Warrior games. Um, I've I've been a big fan since the second the second one for the PlayStation Two. I actually own the first one, which um, was an actual fighting game. Mm. So. But uh, other than that, it's just been, it's really been it because I just needed something, you know, qu- quick, something I could play, you know, not too serious. And if I don't get too far, it's not going to be like the end of the world, you know, the, the, I'm missing out or anything. So, <laughs> and I, and unfortunately, I know, I don't think any of you guys played any musos really so outside yeah. of zelda yeah i like the spinoffs um, yeah spinoff musos for me <laughs> some of the spinoff musos have been great i i'm really thinking of um doing s- some off and on um dragon quest heroes on the uh, on our stream um just because they don't get a, as much love as uh the Hy- uh, as hyrule warriors and or uh three houses um, and I love the uh, the Gundam ones. I love getting the different parts for the Gundams and being able to build them and pilot them. So the Dragon Quest ones were actually made by Square and not uh, Koi Tecmo, right? Yeah, um, I think so. 
I think I think they I think uh, I think it was like with the it was not as open as the Zelda ones where Koei Tecmo kind of did all the work. I think there was like a lot more collaborative between the two. Uh-huh. Because of, obviously um, Square Enix is very, very um, particular about their uh, IPs compared to some companies. I, th- I think that that's the best way I could put it. Mm-hmm. As we watch Chris get Wow. Got eaten by a wolf. Got (laughs) eaten by a wolf. You got sledgehammered to the face. Yeah, it was was a bad time. And then, like, four other dudes showed up. Yeah, they wanted to have fun, too. I I don't think that was a good place to go. (laughs) I don't know that there are good places to go at this point in the game. You know, it it occurs to me, I wonder why they haven't ever done, like, a Final Fantasy Muso. Because that would be amazing. Sure, they've thought about it. Squeenix take that idea, but once again, Monkey's Paw. It'll be uh, free to play. Gotcha. Oh God, um, Kelly. Or we'll get uh, <laughs> Decidia NT. <laughs> uh, sh- should I get to the feedback before I wish on more Monkey's Paw? Yes, please, please. Yes. yes. Um. So last week's question was, what's your best 3DS or Wii U memory? From Shaman, my favorite 3DS memory is when I was renovicted from my apartment in 2015. I was able to immediately get a new place to live because someone I met at a street pass club, and I'm still there. (laughs) Nice. Wow. Um, For Wii U, I got to review Xenoblade Chronicles X and actually bought the entire Wii U setup, barring the HDMI cable to work so that I could try to get some game time in at work. It was then I realized that the lighting in my office wasn't exactly conducive to good off-TV play. Uh, Yeah, that that screen was terrible. Well, well, I would say that game was not conducive to off-TV play. (laughs) No, because I tried playing that once and it's like, okay, I cannot read this. Yeah, I remember trying to play that off. On you know on the pad while I had TV on in the background and it's like oh god the 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 text so tiny not good oh and it's even worse when um you've been playing your Switch for a while and try to go back because you know the Switch screen is so even not the non OLED is so clean crisp and clean and that screen just uh yeah that it was yeah you know they they were getting there they were halfway to Switch yeah. Um, from Strawberry Eggs, yeah, if Game Freak wanted Ditto in Pokemon Legends Arceus, assuming the Ditto are failed Mew, failed Mew clones theory is true, they aren't supposed to exist yet. They could always appear in space-time distortions. I forgot about that, Cassandra. Thank you. Um, Porygon is explicitly a Pokemon created uh, relatively recently, and that's where they show up. There isn't any Ditto, though, because it's not in Sinnoh's Pokedex. Um, as for my as for my, as in Cassandra's best 3DS memory, I will cite Bravely Default as the way it used some of the 3DS's features, like the internal camera, AR, Street Pass, Bot Pass, for some amazing plot twists. Yeah, uh, Bravely Default was the RPG that just kind of used everything with the 3DS to its favor. Um, I, t- I take the silence as silent agreement. Correct. <laughs> yeah. One I'm- second. The, ori- I lo- the original Bravely Default was a lot of fun. I, I, I honestly really enjoyed 2 if it wasn't for my game-freezing 
glitches. Mm. <clears throat> I I would have enjoyed one a little bit better without the repetition in the last chapter, but everybody complains about that, and they've taken steps to rectify that in the sequels, so we're good. Um, and lastly, from Featherhoof, question of the week. My best 3DS memory is when I got my first ambassador-priced one. I was sleeping, and suddenly I was woken up by Street Fighter sound effects. Disoriented and confused, I turned over, and my wife was playing Street Fighter 4 3D. After a little teasing, she admitted that she had gone out on a whim and bought me a 3DS. I played on that thing forever until the screen hinge gave out, just around the time the new 3DS XL came out, and always with the 3D slider on featherhoof that is that wife is a keeper any wife that that will surprise you with game consoles is the best wife ever i would know because i've surprised vaughn with stuff like that before not well i I take that back to 3ds he knew about because i asked if he wanted it for his birthday but you know what i mean um that is our feedback now we're on to news Although it's abbreviated this week. Yeah, it's a, it's a slow news week, but the story that I've got at the top kind of makes up for it for the, it being super hype. So uh, Atlas last week was kind of teasing with um, Japanese streams and a site with a countdown that um, was kind of kind of in a hackery guys, and people are like. Oh my God! Are they do something doing something with Soul Hackers? And then yeah, Monday yep. they announced Soul Hackers too, which was honestly the better of the two announcements this week for with companies doing countdowns. Well, what was the other countdown? Uh, Capcom had one for Street Fighter Six, and there's already oh. controversy that they've stolen the design for it from another company. Oh, lovely! Yeah, so uh, uh, it's it's uh it's. Capcom's having a bit of a rough week because people are like, this. the trailer for Street Fighter 6 shows nothing. <laughs> the, this symbol looks like you plagiarized the symbol from another company. I mean, it's it's been a rough week for Capcom, but this one, this one is just was kind of out of nowhere. No, I don't think anyone expected us. I mean, once they kind of teased it, people were hoping it was Soul Hackers 2, but I don't think anyone really thought there would ever be a Soul Hackers 2. Yeah. Well, it's, so it's kind of a weird Soul thing. Hackers, that... Is that the one where your whole mercenary group dies and becomes demons, or is this a different one? No, that's Digital Devil Saga. Okay, I can't. You're okay. Um, that's what I'm here for. All right, good. Yeah, so the original Soul Hackers ca- came out and uh, for the PlayStation, or no, for the Saturn in 1997 and the PlayStation in 1999. And it doesn't have any real major direct story connections, but um, yeah, I guess you're just hacking demons. I, I played the 3DS remake of Soul Hackers and enjoyed it, even though I couldn't tell you a thing about the story because it's been that long ago. Um, this new Soul Hackers is a direct sequel to the, this original game, and it's coming out for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Um, notice what system I left out there. <laughs> no, switch. no Switch, huh? <laughs> but it was originally on this Nintendo system. No, no it, was it wasn't. Originally that on was the Saturn. remake. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was originally on the Saturn by Sega. <laughs> 
And yeah, this announcement also isn't without controversy, Tam, because like a lot of SMT fans are having a conniption fit over the anime art style. Yeah, uh, we had someone who, uh, I don't know if you saw us discussing this uh, in in our uh, staff chat, but someone actually came into the news and said this looked like a head tie. <laughs> well, it's funny because one of the news stories I read that was on our site mentioned that the um, art director for this game, who's, di- who's doing all the artwork, was a fan artist um, that I think got hired at Atlas. Uh, th- that's actually very common in Japan. Um, actually, um, the guy who did uh, Love Hina and whatnot, he was um, best known. He was known for doing uh, Doujinshi, uh, specifically of Cardcaptor Sakura originally. That's a uh, Clamp word was for fan art, by the way. It, fan, ma- fan mangas, yeah. Um, Clamp was also um, a, a mangaka group that did a lot of um, fan mangas before they actually got hired on to do stuff. And, you know, obviously Cardcaptor Sakura, um, Magic Knights, Ray Earth, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, it's actually very common if you're, if you get kind of known and your stuff is popular, it's not unusual for people to be hired on and to, and in other cases, some of the companies do go legit um, and get a, start going away from doing, um, you know, more questionable material to doing, um, you know, non-questionable questionable material. material. Like porn? Like, I, I wasn't sure how much Chris wanted to edit, how much we needed to edit this one. But yeah, well, so... You could, you could say hentai. Yeah, oh, so... okay. Yeah, so some of the... Com- you Is that know, how you get started porn? doing fan art in Japan? It's all porn? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, I mean, you can a get, start, you can get started do. other ways, but even in the furry community, if you want to make money, that's what you draw. Okay. Yep. I, I actually have a friend who actually uh, finally had to stop doing it uh, He because of the fact, like, some of his commissions were so disgusting to him. He's just like, nope, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them actually started, was going to start doing it got some commissions that were very, very questionable for her personally. And she's just like, Nope, I'm out. And so, yeah, no, there, there's definitely some very sick people out there with some sick, uh, fetishes. Um, um, though I will admit it sounds like they kind of need to button up their terms of service a little bit. If they're getting stuff that that's questionable, that's that questionable. Well, so it's more, they have the terms of service, um, and but according to because I'm in a I'm not part of a fur community, but I am part of an artist community that has a lot of furry artists in it. But they're very mm-hmm. particular. They're all friends of my friend from that I have known for many years, and they have these terms of services. But then when they start off, when they had offered these things, some people will be like, "Oh, well, what about?" this or maybe if you could add this that's kind of how they uh, some of these the more iffy commissions start coming in for some of them and there and there are there are artists out there who are like i don't care i'll draw anything and there but others will be like nope and so yeah so some people will actually try and bend the rules to get around it i I, i've so yeah it's just i don't know if You've ever run into something like that? Um, I, I, I mean, I don't. I, 
I haven't really taken a whole lot of commissions, so I don't know, but I do know that people have a I can turn down anything for any reason and you don't get to bitch term in their TTOS. Yes, um, and, 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 the, and these people do. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, we got on a tangent there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I had to put a disclaimer on my Twitter this week that is like, hey, you, you SMT fans, you need to calm yourselves because, you know, th- there was a point when we didn't get these SMT games and now we're getting them like crazy and you complain about the art style and the lack of switch and it's like, you people don't remember the dark times when we were lucky if we even got a localization of Persona. Um, and and I get that every community or like every fandom has its and has its uh, toxic people, but lately the SMT fandom has just been awful. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, in response to this comment on our forum, though, um, my response was, well, welcome to thirty years of gaming evolution, because mm-hmm. it's been about thirty years since the original Soul Hackers came out, and I was like, I mean, we haven't even seen Mara yet. They didn't show off Mara in, in their trailer, so that was my response. Well, they've got to draw people in first before they whip out the giant penis chariot, but <laughs> yeah, still. <laughs> and then Gaijin's like, I cannot say how much hentai you may have seen in your lifetime, but the fact that you can make this comparison suggests that it has not been nearly enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, SMT fans, uh, stop being so toxic. Um, anyway, I, I, I digress. I am over the moon excited for this. Um, it comes out in Japan on August 25th and in, in North America and Europe on August 26th. I am okay so, with so their... So can I ask oh. about the original? Because that was one of those 3DS remakes I never got around to. Was it? Is it one of the ones that is very mechanic heavy or is it story heavy spinoff? You know, it has been so long since I played it. I honestly can't tell you. Okay. Um, I remember uh, I, having fun with I, it. I just I have no memory of it, and I don't know why. <laughs> I I died in the first dungeon, a lot, and I put it down. <laughs> oh, and and also SMT fans, if you want to play that first one, I would recommend buying it now on the eShop while you can, because all of these SMT games on the physical versions are going to get stupid expensive. Um, Unless you find them really cheap in GameStop. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, there's that. I I am over the moon excited for this. I am not upset about the lack of a Switch release because, you know, I have this $500 PlayStation and I like to use it on occasion. (laughs) No load times. Yeah, and no load times. Um, So uh, we'll probably have more news. I've got a Switch OLED coming in, so, you know. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I got lucky. Um, I know it is a legit order because I got directly from Nintendo. A Nintendo Direct order. Yeah, it was a Nintendo Direct order. Um, although apparently it's manufactured in China. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> yeah. I think everything is manufactured in China, Tam. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I um, so they were sold out of the ones with the different colored. Joy Cons, but uh, so I'm just getting the one with the basic white Joy Cons. So, That's but uh, so I'll have my original Switch and I'll have an OLED Switch for for our TV. So yay! Cool. 
you know, it, it's funny because um, that night that I did got the winning bid on my uh, hack 3DS off of eBay, I paid like $200 for it. But... And then that night, Nintendo posted refurbished 2DSs on their site for $99. And I just sitting there like, wow, I overpaid. But then at the same time, it's like, you know, having somebody else hack it for me and do all that, put everything on it so that I didn't have to mess with it, just mess with the games was kind of peace of mind. And apparently the guy I bought it from, like, barely touched his 2DS that he sold to me. So I messaged him and said, yeah, this 2DS is going to have a great home because I can't put it down. Um, so, yeah. I forgot what was going with that. Uh, 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 so, uh, Soul Hackers, uh, because it's going to be on uh, at PS5 and Xbox, which, wow, an SMT game on the Xbox. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to it being, like, visually amazing. Yeah, no, and it already looked... I did watch a bit of the... I skimmed through the trailer. I um, looked at all the pictures. It's it, it's looking really nice. Yeah. I'm... I'm so... The, the bright neon outfits are a little bit con- odd to me, and I think that's part of the reason why the person was um, commenting about the looking like a hentai. But eh. as far as but as far as the um, like style, it definitely leans towards the SMT style quite a bit. Yeah, and it, I think this new artist is going to do uh, really good things. It, to be honest, I kind of get. Um took in Mirage Sessions vibes from the art style. Yeah, just a little bit. But I it, it looks good. I mean, I like Tokyo Mirage Sessions art style too. So I, and especially if they're going with the concept where you're kind of in a digital world instead of just being like hacking the real world with demons, I think, which could be the way it's going just based on the images. I don't know. I know nothing. Um, it's, you know, we don't have a lot of information right now, but it definitely leads itself to the, uh, with the outfits and whatnot. So. Well, it does have the same director from Tokyo Mirage Sessions. So. Oh, I didn't know that. So that yeah. explains a lot. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that does. And, and Tokyo Mirage Sessions was one of those that sort of blended the, you know, like a real world with a digital world idea. Well, so it makes sense that they kind of brought him in to do a soul hackers too. I, th- I mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm actually very excited now, especially knowing that bit. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, we get a little more news so we, we can move on. Cause I could talk <laughs> about uh, SMT all day. Um, so we've got news Fallout 76 2022 roadmap revealed. But the news for me is that people still play Fallout 76. Hey, well, give Bethesda, <laughs> I, I, you got to give Bethesda credit. They haven't given up, they kept supporting it, you know, like, hey, yeah, they, they've uh, got a bunch of new content coming for the people still playing it. Yeah, I, and I, I'm sorry, that was snarky. I just, no, no, totally. funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. When I saw the new story, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, they're still doing that. I, that's right. I forgot. So spring is going to feature a new map wide event called Invaders from Beyond, which involves aliens. And then summer's going to have three public events. Test your metal eviction notice and moonshine jamboree. Wow, that last one actually sounds kind of fun. <laughs> well, it's in West Virginia, so. <laughs> and then fall. Fall was going to add Expeditions, the pit update. Expeditions, the pit. Oh, I'm reading this weird. Who is um, still this playing pit, this? The pit is going to add, add a new hub in White Spring and let players take their first steps outside of Appalachia through off-site missions. 
So, and then winter is going to see the arrival of Nuka World, the on-tour traveling road show. So, Fallout 76 Carnival, sounds like. Hmm. Um, Bringing carnies to Appalachia. Yeah. I mean, it's not hard. I've been, I've I've lived in Appalachia. It's not hard to bring carnies to there. So yeah, you if you still play Fallout seventy six, you have a lot to look forward to. Um, if you're a Near fan, you have a little bit more to look forward to too, because they announced an animated series for Near Automata. And the the reaction seemed to be mostly negative. <laughs> really. Uh, yeah, I think lots of fans are just assuming it's not going to, you know, like it's not going to go well. They, they have, as far as I could find, I tried searching. I can't see where they've actually announced who's actually going to do it, who's actually mm-hmm. doing the, who's actually going to make it. Anaplex is involved, but I mean, that's just Sony's uh, anime and uh, music publishing arm. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm game. Your Automata yeah. was really good, so I, I, I don't know. Dale, I don't think they've also said if it's not going to be based off the game or if it's going to be a sequel. I assume not a sequel. I assume okay. it would be the based on the game, but maybe expanded. I mean, do you think the lukewarm reactions because of the reaction to the World Ends With You series, or does that not have anything? I mean, that's just a, it's just kind of like typical for video game anime adaptations. They they tend to be kind of like mediocre at best. Hmm. You know, like it. it there's, been, there's been a few good ones. Well, I mean, sure, there've been some good ones, but do they do they go beyond the game? Like, mm, you know, not really. <laughs> I mean, if if the adaptation lets me kind of see the story of the game without having to play the game, I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, th- that being said, like, I, I remember reading about the Trails in the Sky adaptation and how useless that apparently was. Uh, 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 don't don't remind me of that. <laughs> let's let's not cram an 80 hour game into 45 minutes. Let, no. Let's not do that. And then also watching the Sands of Destruction anime, which just completely ruined any of the good story that was already there. Oof. Uh, that's that. Um, Octopath Traveler, Champions of the Continent, receives the closed beta. Um, the closed beta is going to run on Android devices um, on March 22nd through the April 20th. April, April 4th. 4th. Yeah. Okay. So you can register through the Google Play Store. Uh, this is the free-to-play prequel to the Nintendo Switch game. Uh, we had just done an Octopath Traveler backtrack where I think it was a resounding no for if anybody was going to play this. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I don't think anybody was up for it. But if you're interested... I, I may oh, give ahead. it a try, but... Because I've been playing Octo, I had been playing Octopath Traveler. On unfortunately, a week was busy at work because that's where I've mostly been playing it on on the Switch at work. But uh-huh. yeah, um, I, I but I mean, it's just part of it is just the mobile gaming scene is such a glut for stuff. It's just kind of like eh. Yeah. No. I I gave up on Record Keeper after like playing it for five years straight because nothing new was new to the game and i've tried several free-to-play ones since then and just can't get into them now um they're boring at least dungeons and dragons idol champions i can just leave going and check on it every couple of days but um yeah if you have an android phone want to check out octopath there you go 
Um, we've also got a Combat 101 trailer from Babylon's Fall, which is has a free demo launching, or I guess it already launched yesterday. Um, this combat trailer just kind of goes into how players are able to wield a variety of weapons, and the game's going to be... When's the game supposed to come out? Uh, March 3rd. Okay. Just for um, PlayStation and PC, so it's a PlayStation console exclusive. Yeah, I I don't think anybody... Uh, Square is- Enix and Platinum Games. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, so that should that might actually be pretty damn good. Yeah, but yeah. they're that they're coming out after Elden Ring, so that <laughs> ended yeah. up being some unfortunate timing for them. Yeah, a, a little too close. Well, yeah, just a little too close to Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have no hype for this game, so if you're interested, there you go. Play the demo. Um, we've got an announcement, a sequel to Void Terrarium announced called Void Terrarium Two. This follows the events of the previous game. Um, and Void Terrarium was a roguelike, so yeah, it's being developed for PlayStation 4 and Switch, and since it's released in Japan on June 30th. Um, I've never really been into this series. It looks cute. It's very odd looking, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The the little girl with, like, tentacles coming out of one of her eyes? That was, it was odd. You. Um, yeah, this is part of that series of games that has unpronounceable names yeah with all all kinds of weird english uh, <laughs> where they just kind of put uh, uh semicolons and and things in it yeah one yeah. of those yeah um but uh, i guess you can look forward to that um there's a console release announced for quest for infamy um this is inspired by classic sierra adventure titles and it's coming to uh ps4 ps5 xbox one xbox series x and nintendo switch on march march 4th digitally for 10 bucks and yeah when i saw this i'm like wait is this a sequel to quest for glory or something no it's just very inspired by that style yeah, and I'm very excited. I'm very excited to try that, only because uh, Quest for Glory were some of my very favorite early PC games, especially because of the humor. Uh, I always will remember the opening bit of Quest for Glory Four, because it ha- it was the first one that had voice acting, and it's like you wake up in a deep, you know, dank, you know, deep dark cave. You don't know how you got here. You don't know anything. And then the very last line is the narrative. And it seems you have lost your luggage or what world your luggage has ended up in now. <laughs> and just, I love, and then every time you die, and same with King's Quest, every time, and Space, Space Quest, every time you die, it has like these funny puns of how you died. So I'm very excited to play this myself, uh, hearing about it. So this is definitely something that's going to be on my radar. I don't, I don't know who else may be interested, but I definitely, I am definitely very interested in trying this one. Cool. Yeah, yeah, Gaijin, Gaijin gave the PC version a pretty decent review back in the day. Yeah, you'll have to tell us how it is. And then fi- finally, as far as news goes, we have a Kickstarter check-in for Pry Into the Void. Uh, this is a turn pay, turn-based monster-taming RPG with horror elements that lists uh, Shemigami Tensei and Yumi Nikki as inspirations. Um, looks very creepy. 
let's see, right now it is past its $3,000 funding goal, and the campaign is going to run until March 12th. And if you pledge at least $12, you will receive a digital copy of the game. Um, oh, and there's a free demo to try out for uh, for the game for Switch in, on Switch and Ichigo. So let me look at the Kickstarter. What is the huge reward? We always like to do those. So if you pledge $1,000 for more, um, you get to give your input on a hidden boss. Mm. So that, I, I don't that. know what this tastes like, but this is not a good flavor. What? the? the yeah, the Coca-Cola Starlight. Oh. I am not impressed. <laughs> Sorry, when you said this isn't a good flavor, I thought you were talking about the game being a horror Pokemon. <laughs> well, that's not a good flavor for me either. I I don't I I think everyone knows that I don't really play the horror games. I don't really play the creepy games. I think I think Parasite Eve one is like the furthest I generally go. Like even two pushes the bounds for me because of that second area with the mutant babies. I'm just like nope. So you've probably never played Sweet Home, have you? Nope. Um, have you heard of Sweet Home? Yes. We were actually discussing it on uh, Q&A Quest the other night. Uh, yeah, that that's like the creepiest RPG I've ever played. Um, the, the trailer to this was giving me vibes of that. But, yeah, uh, creepy Pokemon. Um, and now we've just cut, got our kind of brief stories. The Legend of Nayuta Boundless Tale Trails gets a Japanese Switch date. It's coming out in Japan for the Switch on May 26th. But still not till next year here in the West. <sighs> One of these days. It's coming. Yeah. Um, for the game Relayer, there's a Japanese demo being released on, I guess, yesterday. And, well, and, there's also an international demo. So that. Yeah. Th this that is released the, today. Yeah, yeah. This is the SRPG that that has the uh, mecha in it. Ah. Uh, also. Yeah. Not, a, oh. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Josh. <laughs> no, it's just like, once again, like, not great timing coming up against Triangle Strategy, but... <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, there is there is a subset of strategy RPGists mm -hmm. who only enjoy the mecha strategy RPGs, which they're not... Usually, it's just Super Robot Wars. So, yeah. this is going to play into their specific niche, and I'm actually really excited to see another mecha strategy game because there really are not many no no but i do think it's it, it's going to run into unfortunately the broader issue that strategy fans are going to probably gravitate the overarching strategy fans are going to gravitate to a triangle strategy more but i do know some strategy fans who do not like mecha strategy either so you know it, it's it may do okay, but I definitely don't think it's going to do as well as Triangle Strategy, especially since it's not had as much coverage as Triangle Strategy. Well, it hasn't been Nintendo's golden child, yeah. <laughs> well, that and it, it also, it's Katakawa Games versus Square Enix. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? It might have its fans. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely going to pick, um, once I get my 
big expenses taken care of that I need to do a tax return. I'm going to be picking up some games for the, for the Switch, and uh, that is, or no, this one's PS5, huh? Yeah. Okay, well, this this one is definitely one I'm going to be picking up. I will give it. I will give it a good go. Hopefully, it's as fun as some Super Robot Wars games because that's what I'm going to be. It'll be best compared against. I'm not going to compare it against uh, fantasy RPG because you you really can't. I mean, because mm-hmm. there's just such a difference in how mechas work versus how fantasy works. And, you know, it's it's funny. It's not that I don't like mecha uh, strategy games. It's that they've always been off my radar. And and that's a lot of it, too. Because, uh, I mean, for a long time, we didn't really have many. And most Super Robot Wars were not in English. Yeah. And yeah I think the, a, the closest well, I've come to Super Robot Wars is uh, Project Cross Zone. Which I need to play more of because apparently it has one of my favorite... Uh, video game characters in it of all time and i and i must play it because she is probably my one of my ultimate waifus and who are you talking about cosmos oh right her yeah she's in it and her uh evil twin whose name i'm blinking on telos yeah well they actually it's interesting because they're they've pretty much become bandai namco's favorite crossover twins Hmm. because um uh, Cosmos is actually in Namco X Capcom. She's in the Super Robot Wars Endless Frontiers, um, which and they actually bring Xenoblade. up in. Is, I was going to get to that because oh, that's later. Sorry. It's okay, um, but they actually bring up in Endless Frontier because Endless Frontier has uh, Shinji and uh, Zhao Mao who are the protagonists of Namco X Capcom in it. And they're like, oh, your design has changed. And they, they actually have a conversation about this. So it's kind of like a little bit of a meta game series because of that. Hmm. So, and then of course, she, and of course, Sinji and Zalma show up in Project X Zone 2. So, uh, and X Zone 2. So, I mean, well, X Zone and X Zone 2, better clarification. And so it's kind of like a continuing story. <laughs> from Xenosaga because of that. That's funny. Okay, well, back to uh, Brave. I'm being chased by giant crabs. Chris, you have to hit their weak spot. uh, So it's a, so you're having a crab brave? Crab battle. Crab battle? Um, Apparently crab battle is a fighting game, by the way. Oh, no. Um, Crimson Tactics Rise of the White Banner is planned to release this year. Um, this is going to be on Steam. And it comes out on... Um, see when? I, there, there's it, a demo available now, part of that Steam Next. Oh, event. right. Right. Um, and yeah, this is an isometric fantasy tactics RPG. So that's yeah. that. Yep, it's another one of those. <laughs> so if you don't want Mecha, there, there's fantasy for you. And then we've also got Rogue Book releasing on consoles, um, PlayStation and Xbox, uh, with the Switch release planned later this year. Yeah. Is it weird? Like, is it just me that finds it weird that they're actually charging more for the PlayStation 5 and Series X version of it? It's not the kind of game, you know, I know that's starting to become a thing where they charge 10 bucks more for the uh, for the PlayStation 5 or the 
Series X version, but like this kind of like weird digital only release, really, they're going to charge five bucks more for the Series X version because I really need the the 4K graphics on my roguelike deck deck builder. I mean, I don't know. I I don't profess to know a whole lot about marketing stuff. Maybe the the fee to be on that store is larger. Maybe. Who knows? Um, but yeah. And you've also got DLC coming to all platforms for another ten bucks. So, um, this was uh, made by Magic Code designer Richard Garfield, of all things. So good pedigree. Yeah, good pedigree. But that's all the news. Um, you want to take the uh, new game releases since Chris is kind of indisposed at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, sure. So let's see. This week we've got he's he's Bad. busy dying. Yeah. This week we got Puzzle Quest three coming out on PC, iOS, and Android. There's LX two, which is PC, the PlayStation platforms, and Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Babylon's Fall, as we mentioned, that's PC, PS4, PS5. Triangle Strategy comes out Friday on Switch. And Quest for Infamy is on PS4, PS5, X-Bone, Xbox Series X, and Switch. Woohoo! Um, really hyped for that Triangle Strategy. Oh, so excited for Triangle yeah, Strategy. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of hype for that. that. That one is definitely one I'm planning to pick up. <laughs> that that demo just really whets your appetite. For oh, I, I haven't move. even played the demo. Yeah, well, like I said, don't 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 do it until you're ready to pick it up, because <laughs> it'll just be like, oh, it'll just tempt you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we have uh, editorials. Um, we've got a Pokemon Legends Arceus review from our very own Anna Marie Brevetier, and mm. she liked it. I'm um, only complained about the graphics and the side quests that are sometimes obtuse. Yeah, um, there's a really good. Um, I've my friend Moonlight, who I helped with Final Fantasy fourteen on Sunday, she's been uh, streaming uh, Pokemon Ar- Arceus uh, as well, and uh, and I was watching her play this, and there's this very early side quest where you have to find two Bidoofs mm-hmm. that are eating like wood around the town, and one of them is like in this very obvious location, but because the col- you know Bidoofs are brown. Mm-hmm. What is brown? She ran past it like five times, not seeing it because mm. it blended into the building she was looking at. Yeah, I did the same thing. And there's a lot of quests like that where it just kind of gives you the text and you have no idea where to go or what to do. Including the one where you have to have knowledge of a prior game to know what you're doing. Oof. Uh, I, I think I complained about that one a couple of weeks ago. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the side quest could have been better in that game, and yeah, everybody bitches about the graphics, but who cares? It was a fun game, and I'm glad she liked it as much as I did, but Anna, you did yourself a disservice not uh, doing the true ending. Just saying. Um, I don't know if you would have been able to put up with that Arceus BS, though, because he was a pain of a boss fight, but yeah, good. we got a good review for Arceus. Uh, we got a middling review for Magnum Lord from Alex. Yeah, uh, said yeah that I, the... I agree with everything he says. <laughs> did, did you proof his review? No, but I read it, and it's like, yeah, that's that's pretty spot on. <laughs> like the cast of the story is pretty good, but boy, the boy, the combat, yeah, yeah. 
God of Middling. And then from Luis Mauricio, we've got a Monarch review. Um, this, this is another game that's been off my radar. It's it's another another kids in school game, right? Yeah. But this one got a pretty decent review, so. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I because there's a lot of places that are not reviewing it well. Hmm. Um, apparently, we in RPG fan are a little more lenient on it, but um, there is some implied transphobia in it, uh, or not implied, um, basically where they don't call a character by a preferred pronoun. Ah. Uh, and so a lot of people are hitting it very hard because of it. I mean, do you think it was deliberate or do you think it was an accident? Um, from... I so uh, S- S- Scott from RPGfan.com and I uh, had this discussion while he was streaming, um, and I asked, "Is like, do you think this was done deliberately? From what you've heard, do you think this was done deliberately? Was it done as um, just like lack of knowledge type of situation?" And he's like, "No, it was. It's pretty much like this character s- says it, and they kind of just ignore it." Wow. So, so it's, it doesn't sound like, so I asked, is like, was there a story reason why they were doing it? And as far as he knew, there wasn't. But again, I have not played it and he has not played it. So that could be a little bit different. Um, but other than other than that, I've heard not bad things about the game, but I think a lot of places are hitting it very, much harder because of that situation. So there you go. Um I guess make your own judgment. Our Luis liked it. Um, I guess it's up to you guys if you want to get into it or not. Yeah, and it depends on how much something like that really bothers you. I mean, it doesn't bother me that much, but I get why it bothers people. That's yeah, no, I can get why it bothers people too. I, I, I don't care about a lot of things just because I'm, you know, being emotionally disconnected sometimes has its per- has its uses. I mean, for for me, it's like I have no context, so until I go in and see it, I won't be able to make my own judgment. So exactly, uh, and and I, I, you know, this is what I've heard about the issue with it uh, from multiple people, by the way, from multiple yeah. people. So, um, but you know, again, I don't know like the full context. Is this something that they use as a learning point, some point in the game, or do is it just something they're trying to use as like a gag, or is it something where there's more? T- to it is there some sort of story reason i don't fully know and again without playing it and beating it there's no way for me to know yeah and then moving on finally we have a uh adventure corner from from our own Marie privateer who went into not tonight too she liked that game a lot she did yeah uh so yeah that that's all of our editorials and all of the news that is fit to play. Um, I, I suggested this for our question of the week. What um, do you guys have a have an art style that bothers you? Um, t- talking, of course, about the uh, anime art style complaint with Soul Hackers. Like, you know, if if, if a game has a certain art style, it doesn't have to be, be specific. But what kind of? St- I, I guess tell us about the kind of art styles that turn you off to games. Um, because I'm curious what our audience says. Because for for me personally, I'm down for any art style as long as it looks good. Um, that being said, I don't know if it'd be considered an art style or not. But I'm not a fan of the uh, kind of realistic FMV stuff. Mm. Yeah. 
Are right. we talking like photorealistic or are we? Yeah, I'm talking like uh, 90s era plumbers don't wear ties, digital pictures kind of stuff. <laughs> well, plumbers don't wear ties is something that no one should be trying to emulate. Yeah, no, no. That, that <laughs> For was many just, reasons. I don't even know example, this reference. Uh, really infamous 3DO game that was I, basically like a playable PowerPoint presentation. Or, or um, is this like, uh, what's Night Trap level bad or? Yeah, um, no, worse than Night Trap. Yeah. Oh, night worse trap than Night Trap. Night has more trap. enjoyment than this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that says um, something. So, yeah, if you have an art style that kind of bugs you guys, um, yeah, tell us about it. Tell us what you don't like about it and what games are examples. Um, just leave, uh, the best way is to just leave a comment on the show thread since um, we really don't check Twitter. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I check Twitter. No, I know you do, but there's mm-hmm. like three of us doing this and it's, it's just easier just to go to the show thread because you can make an account, make a comment, boom, you're done. Or, or post under, uh, podcasts on our discord as well. Yeah. Granted, it's part of my job to check the Twitter. So, you know, if, if it does get posted on the Twitter, it will be seen. It's just sometimes hard to get it because we you know we plug all this stuff in a week late but i do check i do check it and if i see it i will make sure it gets added in yep so let us know what you think and uh chris obviously you're going to be playing elden ring this week i just got barbecued in a grave crypt (laughs) (laughs) and when i'm not getting barbecued i'm getting stabbed in the back by gremlins what is going on in this game yes that's what i'm going to be playing it's amazing (laughs) <laughs> thank you i was kind of looking at our show titles and being like huh none of these are really hitting and then chris oh, I just give you one, one out great yeah that yeah, i just got barbecued in a grave pit <laughs> that's great um obviously i think me and josh are gonna be playing triangle strategy when it hits correct correct i'll be uh, fighting some monster you know some robot dinosaurs till then but then then triangle strategy all the way I, I will be pit crossing and sneaking lock through Doma until then. You'll be fighting with the controls on your uh, Android yeah. tablet with FX6. Yeah, that's, that's the real game. You, you you mean South Figaro. Oh, right, that too. Sorry. It's been a while since I've played this. Um, Tam, Tam, what will you be playing? Um, I have no idea. Some Final Fantasy XIV, at least a little bit. Uh, probably more Dynasty Warriors 8 because I love uh, just I'm having a blast just going around murdering everybody um, with giant hot dogs. Um, I I really don't know what my gaming is going to be like this week. It's just I'm I'm so all over the place lately with games. Yeah, it's it's that weird time of year where we've got the calm before the storm and the March March game again. And then it's going to be overwhelming, and then we're going to pick something and stick with it and love it, and then finish it, and then not know what to do with our lives again. Yeah. Although I, I will probably uh, dig into more of Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. I, uh, that was actually my plan for the weekend. Then it's just like I'm really enjoying Dynasty Warriors Eight, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even the newest Dynasty Warriors. Okay. Well, Chris, I think we're ready to put a lid on this one when you 
get away from skeletons long enough to stop uh, the show. But um, thank you guys for showing up. Fire and kill myself. Don't get the fire and flames. To get down here, there ca- I can't. I can't. I can't do fire it. Fire resistance. Oh, potion? I lived. I lived. Hold on. I lived. There's fire in this direction too. <laughs> Why? I died from that fire. <laughs> this this makes me think of that scene in uh in Galaxy Quest with the uh, uh stumpy or with the stumpy things and oh, yes. where you see Sigourney Weaver clearly ADR'd out uh well F this. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like on that countdown where you can't shut down to like the last second type of thing. Right, you know the control panel for the ship where it's an auto destruct and they have to cancel it. Right. Uh huh. I love that movie. It's not a great movie, but I love that movie. Thanks oh, everybody for movie. watching the show this week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you to Kelly, Josh, and Tam for being on. I hope everyone's enjoying Elden Ring. I hope you enjoyed watching me die a lot to Elden Ring. Oh, we did. Is this is supposed to be a more accessible Souls-like, and I feel like I can walk <laughs> around the map, but I still can't kill anything. That's my review right now. I'm not Vaughn, stuck on I a rooftop, th- at least this time. Vaughn, I will thank you for keeping up on the death counter. Thank you to Vaughn for keeping up on the horribly inflated death counter, that's <laughs> including multiple previous deaths, as well as multiple erroneously reported deaths from previous times when I've been playing Souls-likes. That's real nice. Oh, th- there's also yeah. an erroneous death where we both put in death at the same time. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> so. If you'd like to watch we're, us we're live just... and see me do this sort of crap, it's 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, every Saturday at our, our twitch.tv slash rpgamer. You leave feedback to the show, like to answer our question of the week. Um, it was something about something. Art style. Art style. Yeah. Why? Why are you cra- Why are you cranky about art styles and games that you haven't even played yet? Uh, post that on the show thread on the website. Um, check out our newest reviews and uh, keep up on whatever. I'm going away. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Well, you're ending the Elden Ring string. How dare you? <laughs> we'll see you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Uh, bye. Take care, everyone.